Welcome everybody to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. Today is April 1st, 2020. We are in day whatever of the quarantine. Pretty sure it's a Wednesday. No one really knows. And uh, today we are going to be covering first round or first overall picks. Um, so DK Cards on Instagram. Uh, last time we I did a podcast last week, I sent out a plea and I said, if you have any ideas for podcasts, send them my way because I am out of ideas. And so uh, DK Cards was DK underscore cards if you want to follow him on Instagram. Good guy. He was nice enough to send me a number of ideas. And so that is, uh, this is one of the ideas that he sent me, and it was to look at number one picks and their uh, careers and their card prices, Um, and so that is what we're going to do. So today, we're going to be covering the player, what year they came out in draft, and then covering their prices when it came out. Their prices at the start of the very next season. So uh, to make it easy, we just took April. I know sometimes minor league seasons start at weird times, but we took April uh, first for the start date. So like Adley Rushman would be April. Uh, wouldn't have an April start date because that's well, it's today and there's no baseball going on. Um, so then you go to Casey Mize and his would be April 2019. So we take the prices from the beginning of the next season or just the start of April. And then we take the prices from today or as close to today as possible. Um, a couple other things I should state before we begin is that all the prices you'll see in this podcast are going to be auction prices. There's no buy it now prices taken into account and then also all of the cards for the most part unless otherwise stated will be uh, the base auto from their draft year so uh, Casey Mize 2018 Bowman draft base auto Uh, Ellie Rushman 2019 Bowman draft base auto so um, let's get into this Uh, Before we begin with the players, though, I want to cover the draft a little bit. So you kind of need to understand, when you're looking at these first overall picks, you kind of need to understand the draft itself. Because the MLB draft, unlike the NBA or the NFL, it's not best player available all the time. Uh, Sometimes it is. Uh, Last year, Adley Rutschman was ranked as the number one prospect by both MLB Pipeline and Fangraphs, and he was taken number one by the Orioles. The year before that, Casey Mize was ranked number one by MLB Pipeline and Fangraphs, and he was taken number one um, by the Tigers. But there's a decent number of years where the number one overall prospect is not taken number one because it all has to do with draft pool allotments. So each team gets their 10 picks in through rounds one through 10 uh, plus uh, a select number of teams get competitive balance picks the brewers always get a competitive balance pick every year they either get it in round a or round b round a comes after the first round round b comes after the second round Um, round a will be somewhere in the 30s usually maybe 40s and round b will be in the like 70s um and so you take all those picks, and each pick rounds one through ten plus uh, uh, bonus pick rounds or you know compensation pick rounds. Um, all those picks are added up. 
so if pick number one has a seven million dollar purse and and you have your Orioles also have pick 33 and that is a three million dollar purse you know you're looking at 10 million bucks right there plus your other eight picks that you get so that's all added up and then every player you draft in the first 10 rounds uh the, their money they sign for accounts to that pool and so you you draft your guys you sign them you can go five percent over without taking any penalties so if you're a 10 million dollar bonus pool and five percent of that is something i should be able to figure out on the top of my head but i'm really having a hard time uh well you get my point because i'm terrible at math uh anyways so you can go five percent over without occurring penalties if you go over that then you start losing draft picks for the future years so you don't want to do that so no no team does so there's x amount of money they can spend so the best way to make your bonus pool go farther and also get as much talent as you can is by not necessarily taking the top talent in every draft. Like the Orioles would have been stupid to take to not take Adley Rutschman because he was both the top talent and the top talent since like Bryce Harper. But there's some years, like in 2017, Hunter Green was the top talent. Uh, 100 mile per hour pitcher from high school, uh, also potentially a first round talent as a shortstop. If you didn't want to take a prep pitcher with number one pick, you go down the list a little bit and find somebody else that you can save money on, which is what the Twins did with Royce Lewis. In 2017, MOB Pipeline had Hunter Green, Brendan McKay, Kyle Wright, and Mackenzie Gore ranked above Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis was their fifth-ranked player. Uh, Fangraphs also had the same, just a little different order. They had Kyle Wright, number one, Hunter Green, number two, Mackenzie Gore, number three, Brennan McKay, number four, and then Royce Lewis, number five. But the Twins took Royce Lewis, number one. They signed him to the fourth largest uh, bonus in the uh, entire draft, but saved a million dollars off of their... Uh, off of their first overall pick allotment so that million dollars could then be put towards you know a overdrafted guy in the second round somebody that should have been drafted in the first round but gets falls because of uh the money they want if teams don't think they can sign them well a team like the twins saves a million bucks and then can go sign uh their second round pick or third round pick with that extra million so you kind of got to understand that when looking at first round pick or when you look at first overall picks it's not like the nba where all the time the number one player is going to go number one zion went number one he was the number one player in the draft it's that easy uh in baseball not so much so 2017 royce lewis went number one but he was the fifth ranked player coming into the draft in 2016 mickey moniak went number one but uh, Jason Groom, Riley Pint, Kyle Lewis, and A.J. Puck were ranked above him on MLB Pipeline. And Corey Ray and Cal Quantrill were ranked above him on per Fangraphs, which is a really kind of a tough look for Fangraphs right now because Corey Ray and uh, Cal Quantrill have really kind of stagnated out uh, along with Mickey Moniak too. And then 2015... Uh, Brendan Rodgers was ranked above Dansby Swanson on LB Pipeline, but Dansby Swanson was ranked number one on Fangraphs. So sometimes, you know, it's not all about who's being picked number one for investment purposes. Sometimes you get a guy that's picked number one, and he's not even close to being the top uh, talent in the draft. And sometimes you get a guy like Adley Rushman who's picked number one, and he's instantly a top ten prospect in all of baseball. 
So with that being said, let's dive in and let's see uh, if we're going to be looking, like I said, at the prices when they come out and the prices uh, beginning of the very next season. So the, the Bowman draft comes out in December every year. We'll look at the prices then. We'll look at the prices at the beginning of next season, which I'll try to get as close to April 1st as possible. And then we'll look at the prices today and we'll see if we can notice any trends uh, here. So we're going to start off with Adley Rutschman. He came out in 2019 Bowman Draft, uh, as many of you will know. And when it came out, December 4th, which was only uh, almost four months ago, December 4th, the first sale went for $405. That was clearly high because December 6th through December 11th, the next couple sales went for anywhere from $307 to $339, and that was eight sales. So eight sales between the price of $307 and $339, but on December 4th, one went for $405. So if you learn anything from today, it's that you do not want to be the person to buy the first card on eBay. And you also don't really want to buy at the beginning of December. We all know that. We've talked about that. Aaron and I have talked about that a bunch where you do not, if a product comes out, a new product, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter if it's top series two or, you know, optic basketball. Do not buy in the first couple weeks. You're going to be losing money, as you'll see here, because December 6th through December 11th, $307 to $339, eight sales. Today, three months later, uh, we had a sale on March 13th for $255, March 19th, $213. Now, that was a PSA 9, but PSA 9s are pretty equivalent to non-graded. And then March 28th, we had, uh, which was three days ago, uh, a sale, or four days ago now, a sale for $235. So if you had just waited, there's no baseball being played. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to tell that. Uh, so you can be forgiven of that because nobody would have known. But if, if you guys would have just waited, you know, anybody that bought in December, if you'd have waited a couple months, prices are down by like 80 bucks across the board um, for an Adley Rushman uh, base auto. Now let's look at Adley Rushman's stats and see if we can tell anything. And we'll go through his stats, but really you can't tell anything because the cards came out when he was done playing last year and he hasn't started playing yet. But just for exercise sake in 2019 he played across three levels but we will only focus on low a and a ball and in low a he played 20 games 92 plate appearances hit one home run had a 13 percent walk rate and a 17.4 percent k rate hit 325 with a 413 on base and a 481 slugging that's really good 20 games but again best bat in college you expect him to dominate low low a in A ball, he played 12 games, 47 plate appearances. He had two home runs, 13% walk rate again, 19% uh, K rate, hit 154 with a 261 on base and a 333 slugging. Obviously, it's 12 games, 47 plate appearances. You can't get much from it, but you're expecting a guy like Adley Rutschman to absolutely dominate a level. He did not. He played a ton of college. The season might have just gotten a little long for him. I'm excited to see what he can do this year, but we can't get anything from his stats for his prices because... These stats don't have any effect on his prices when the cards weren't out when he was playing. So Adley Rutschman is a good, good example of why you do not buy right away because you could have saved yourself $80 and still gotten the same card by just waiting. 
Number two on our list is Casey Mize. He was in 2018 Bowman Draft, number one pick by the Tigers. Uh, when it came out, December 15th, averaged $75 a sale. There was four sales for an average of $75.25 per card. December 16th, we were at $64. There was two sales of $64 and $72, respectively. And then uh, by the end of December, most of the cards sold were in the $40 range, 40-something dollar range, with a few outliers in there. There was a couple in the 50s. There was a couple in the 30s, but mostly it was in that $40 range. At the beginning of the next season, the start of April 2019, uh, on March 31st, I know it's a day before April 1st, but bear with me, there was a sale of $35, and April 2nd, we had a BGS 9.5. Remember I said uh, they're all base autos unless specified. Well, we had a BGS 9.5 for $53. So $35 and a BGS 9.5 for $53, when, when they came out, they were going for the first couple days, they were going for 70, you know, 64, 72, and the average of 75. So that's less than half, and even the BGS 9.5 is cheaper by $12 or $11 than the cheapest one you could get in the first two days of sales. So that's uh, that's absurd, and that shows the uh, the why you wait. Now today, and I'll I'll mention that there is a when we get farther away from when they were drafted to today, there's going to be a million price points in there. So that is why I chose when it came out, the beginning of the next season, and then today. Obviously, a bunch of other things will have happened between then. Prices will have gone up. Prices will have gone down. But I thought it was a nice little, you can see what it was at. You can see what it was at before he started playing the next season. So you can you can tell that there's always a price dip, uh, so you don't buy right away. And then you can see what it's at now, and you'll be like, oh, that really dropped, even though he's a first-round pick, or ooh, that really raised. So that's why we did it. Th I did it this way. Uh, just too many price points for some of these guys. We'd be covering so many different price points if I tried to get every part of a season in for the last, especially like a guy like Mickey Moniak for the last four years. So then Casey Mize today on March 29th once went for 54 another one went for $61 on March 29th, and then $63 on March 30th, which was two days ago. So you can see that pretty much prices are back up, maybe a little lower than the very first day, but back up to where they were the first couple weeks of sales uh, when this product came out, 2018 Bowman Draft. And um, for good reason, Casey Mize last year threw 78 innings in AA to the tune of a 3.0 ERA with a 2.98 FIP. Uh, he only had a 8.69 K per nine, which I'm always a big fan of anything over nine. I like a strikeout per nine. I think everyone does. It's not a not a shocker there. Uh, but he had a low walk rate, 2.06. Uh, in double A. And then in high A last year, he threw 30 innings and threw a 0.88 ERA. 0.88 ERA with a 1.94 FIP. 
uh, 8.80 K per nine, 1.47 walk per nine. All those numbers are amazing. Didn't give up a single home run that entire time. In his 78 innings in Double A, he gave up 0.57 home runs per nine innings. So all of his numbers were amazing last year. Uh, Fangraphs gives him a 55 fastball currently, a 60 slider currently, a 70 cutter currently, and projects to give him a 60 splitter in the future and 60 command. Uh, you're looking at three plus pitches plus command and an above average fastball. That will really work in the majors. Casey Mai should be amazing along with Matt Manning. They should form a very formidable one-two punch at the front of the Tigers rotation for years to come. And I'd be very scared if I were any of the uh, other teams in the league, Twins, Royals, teams like that. I'd be terrified of that one-two punch coming up through the tiger system but he had a really really good year and justified the price uh point going back up the problem is if you bought right away you're not making any money you're still losing money the lowest sale was 64 dollars march 30th one went for 63 so you're still losing money right now if you bought at the very start uh it, when 2018 bowman draft came out but if you bought at the end of December or at the start of the season, you've almost doubled your money already. So that's a that's a great deal. And especially for the $53 for a BGS 9.5, we're looking at $63 for a non-graded base. Um, so that's a spectacular deal on that end. So Casey Mize, another example of why you don't buy right away. But one of the guys that uh, definitely went up, went down, Started high, went down, went up because he played really well. Casey Mize is a stud. Number three on the list, Royce Lewis. He's he's from 2017 Bowman Draft. He was first overall pick by the Twins. He's a shortstop, um, though he might get switched to center field. When it came out on December 5th, his first sale went for $164. On December 6th, uh, there was uh, three sales for an average of $134 per sale. And then on December 8th, I would have gone December 7th, but there was a wonky sale in there. I didn't want to necessarily take it out, but I also didn't want to add it in and mess up with the numbers. So we just went on to December 8th, and there was three sales there for an average of $112. So right away, the person that bought December 5th, got destroyed. $164 was $30 more than the average sale the day the next day, and that was $20 more than the December 6th $134 average was $20 more than the average sale on December 8th. So all you had to do was wait 3 days and prices came way down. At the start of the season beginning of April 2018, uh, on April 1st uh, a sale of $105, and then April 2nd, we had a BGS 9.5 that sold for $146. So you can see right there, um, still a little lower than uh, $146 for BGS 9.5 is lower than the first sale, and only a bit above, $12 above the average sale of the uh, next three sales. And then the 105 is still a little bit lower. $7 lower than the average for December 8th, those three sales. So if you'd waited a little bit, you know you're not making a ton of money. Or you're not saving a ton of money, but you're saving a little bit. So it was still worth the wait to wait past December and buy in the April, March, April, you know, January, January, February, March, April, waiting then and buying. Um, and then the start of today, 
March 9th, which was the last time I could find a non-graded base auto, and that went for $109. And March 26th, a BGS 9.5 went for $173. So it's kind of interesting. Royce Lewis is interesting because he played really, really poorly last year. Um, we're talking A-plus ball. He hit 238 with a 289 on base percentage and a 376 slugging, which was good for a 97 WRC plus, which is 3% lower than league average. He still had a decent walk rate at 6.5% and an all right strikeout rate at 21.5%, but he didn't hit for power. A 138 ISO when 150 is average. You want to see that a little higher. His BABIP was low at 281. I'd like to see it more around 300. You know, it seems a little unlucky at 281, uh, but pretty rough year. And he had a rough year the year before that when he hit uh, high A. He hit 255 for a 327 on base and a 399 slugging, which in itself is a uh, 726 OPS, which is fine, but you're expecting a little bit more from a kid who is the number one overall pick, right? Even if it wasn't high A, and high A is usually the hardest place to hit in the minors, especially if you're in the Carolina Leagues or the Florida State League. So he did poorly in high A, but that didn't dissuade the Twins. Uh, you know, he did have 10 home runs and 16 stolen bases, so he's got that power-speed combo going a little bit. Um, I'd like to see that continue. Uh, that didn't dissuade the Twins from pushing him up to double A, and in 33 games, 148 plate appearances, he hit 231 with a 291 on base and a 358 slugging. So he got worse um, a little bit from double a to high a to double a he had a 7.4 walk rate which was nice but a 22.3 strikeout rate which was the highest of his career two home runs six stolen bases so he had a very rough year last year and yet you look at the prices and 109 dollars on march 9th is no different really than three days after it came out on december 8th uh 112 dollar average that's literally no difference three dollars if you're spending a hundred dollars means nothing right and so uh, that's kind of nice to see. Also, despite him having had a rough time, March 26th, uh, $173 for BGS 9.5. That's $30 higher than the start of the April 2018 when a BGS 9.5 on April 2nd went for $146. So you still could have made money there despite him playing really poorly. Now, the one thing about Royce Lewis that uh, we should bring up is that he played really well in a ball in 2018 he hit 315 with a 368 on base and a 485 slugging that was good for a 141 wrc plus which is 41 percent better than league average so he played really well in a ball and his prices went up uh, to the point that in august september october of 2018 he was sitting around 150 dollars a base auto so it's a little deceptive of me i suppose to, i should point out that you know, if you'd have bought right away December 6th, December 8th, you could have still made money. Uh, those prices went up. Or if you bought at the start of the season, you could have still made money. The prices went up. But inevitably, the prices went back down because he played poorly to where they're at today, which is basically where he was at the start. So it's not like you couldn't have made money on Royce Lewis. There was definitely money to be made. But right now, today, despite him being a top 10 player, his prices are almost exactly the same as they were when he came out. Um, so yet another guy where waiting is key and also kind of a 
kind of a one of those first round picks that's or first overall picks that's starting to look like he might be a problem. Number four on the list is Mickey Moniak, uh, outfield prospect, number one overall pick by the Phillies. He came out in 2016, Bowman draft. Uh, when he came out, and you know he was one of the guys I brought up earlier at the start, where he was not the consensus number one overall pick, and uh, he was more of a jack of all trades than any one carrying tool, which is always kind of nerve wracking from an investment standpoint. Don't really love those guys too much, and now we're looking at him, and you will see that he was a terrible investment. So when it came out on December 10th, there was a sale of $107 and $100. So right away, Mickey Moniak, probably not the skill level to deserve that type of pay, but he was the first overall pick, and people like buying the number one overall pick. On December 11th, there was three sales for an average of $108. And then I took the entire December average because there was a lot of weird, you know, there's there was just one day it'd be $95, the next day it'd be $110 everywhere in between type of thing. So the December average, the total December average, there was 27 sales and it was an average of $99.89. You can round up the 11 cents and it was average of $100 a sale in December. So you're looking at a $100 base auto for Mickey Moniak, who A, wasn't the number one prospect in the draft uh, by any of the applications that write about drafts. And number two, uh, didn't really have any carrying tools at the time. Decent bat, should have had decent power, decent eye to play, should be decent defensively, but nothing too spectacular to stand out. And those are not the guys you want to invest in. I mean, even even guys like Nick Madrigal, who have a ton of standout tools but no power, that's also a guy you don't want to invest in. So Mickey Moniak was a, a risky pick at the time by the Phillies and a risky investment. And it uh, has not gone well. At the start of the season, April 2017, we had March 31st, $85 a base auto. So that's dropped. That's a $15 drop from the December average. April 1st, $85. Again, $15 drop from the December average. April 2nd, $66, um, which is a $34 drop from the December average. Now, the April 2nd one might be a bit of an outlier. I can't, I didn't get to see any of the pictures on these cards. So there might have been, you know, a ding or something that I'm not seeing in the description the description didn't see read or anything but might have been an outlier might not have been any which way you put it if you would have just waited a couple months you're still saving an average of like fifteen dollars per card which is nice and then today march 8th we had an you know there's not many sales for mickey moniac people really aren't looking to buy them but on march 8th we had three sales for an average of twenty two dollars and fifty cents per on March 10th, we had a, oh, I don't have what it is. I believe it was a BGS 9.5 or it might have been a PSA 10, but it was for $53. And then on March 29th, which was just a couple days ago, we had one go for $31. So today, you know, the most recent sale, 31 bucks when they're coming out at $100 on average, or at the start of the season, $85. That's a huge drop, and it's a deserved huge drop. So the last couple of years, Mickey Moniak in 
So 2016 rookie ball, 46 games. Before these cards came out, he had 284 with a 340 on base and a 409 slugging. That was good for a 124 WRC plus. Uh, not bad. Not bad numbers. Um, obviously rookie ball, only one home run, uh, under 6% walk rate, which is meh, but an 18% K rate, which is nice. So we had good numbers. You know, people were probably excited. Since that point, in A ball in 2017, he hit 236 with a 284 on base and a 341 slugging. That was good for an 80 WRC plus. That is bad. Only five home runs that year. In 2018, he hit 270 with a 304 on base and a 383 slugging. That was good for a 95 WRC plus. Also, again, only five home runs that year. In 2019, in AA, which is last year. He hit 252 with a 303 on base and a 439 slugging, which was good for a 115 WRC plus. But unfortunately, his best year came years too late, and now nobody's excited about Mickey Moniak. Everyone's passed him by. There's always new and exciting guys to look into, and Mickey Moniak, being four years old, is not one of them. Especially when his breakout year consisted of a low average a 50-point higher on-base percentage, but because of the low average, a low on-base, and a pretty low slugging at 439. Um, a 6.5 walk percent, 22% strikeout percent, uh, 187 isolated power, which is above average, and also a career high, 11 home runs, 15 stolen bases. So he broke out a little bit, and he looks like he could definitely be a, you know, a, a, a fourth outfielder in the major leagues, maybe a fringe starter on a bad squad or a squad that is you know a wild card type team but he's not looking like a first overall pick and you can see that in his prices where there is a you know $70 drop from the first average sales of December 2016 till today which is uh April 4 or April 1st 2020 or the sale March 29th to 2020 of $31 so Mickey Moniak deserved price drop also a guy that probably did not deserve the hundred dollar price point to begin with because he wasn't really a quote-unquote true number one pick they took him to save money and then they drafted other guys with that money saved and the number five on the list is dansby swanson i only took five guys uh, once we started getting back to Mickey Moniak and Dansby Swanson, I was going to go for the whole decade, but once I started getting into these guys and seeing their prices and their drops, I was like, you know what, I think the point is being made pretty clearly here. So Dansby Swanson, number one, best name in baseball, Dansby, great name. Number two, came out in 2015 Bowman Draft. Uh, when it came out on December 9th, 2015 there was a sale for $132 on December 10th there were seven sales which is outrageous and there was a, it was an average of $110 per sale at the beginning of the next season uh, April of 2016 you're looking at April 2nd for $84 April 4th for $88 and April 6th for $85 so yet again we are five for five right now in proving that you do not want to buy a guy right out of the draft always wait every single guy we've looked at so far has had a price drop uh, some not so much I mean Royce Lewis was was barely anything from December 8th to April 1st was $7 but it was still $7 um, which is nice 
in the in the long run it's not a, it's not a ton of money but you know you take that seven dollars and you can go buy mcdonald's with it or something so you are looking at a price drop of around like 25 bucks for uh, most of these guys december 10th average was 110 and there was an 84 85 and 88 dollar prices here april 2nd april 6th and april 4th respectively so you're still looking at a drop um but pretty significantly high prices still of just under you know fifteen dollars under a hundred here for dansby swanson if you fast forward to today and it has been just as bad as mickey moniak even though dansby has been in the majors and has been a decent player uh He's basically, if he plays a full season of games, he's probably a two-win player, but that's on the strength of his defense, not his bat. And so I took the last base cards I could find that sold that weren't graded. March 8th, 2020, one went for $20, and March 9th, one went for $22. That's obviously a far cry from the $80 of the beginning of the season of 2016, and that's an even farther cry from when it came out right away. $132 for the first sale and an average of $110 for the seven sales on December 10th. Uh, $22 or $20, you know, is a fifth uh, or less of uh, the original prices or a fourth of the beginning of the season. Um, that's a huge drop, and that is also deserved. Dansby, uh, in his first couple seasons, his first season in the, in the majors, 2016, Right, so he got called up. He got traded from the Diamondbacks to the Braves, and then got called up that season. And right away hit 302 with a 361 on base and a 442 slugging, which was good for a 107 WRC plus. And people were very excited. They're like, "Oh, he comes up and does this well right away. That's awesome." Well, since that point, and that was only a 38 game cup of tea. Since that point, things have not been pretty. In 144 games in 2017, he hit. 232 with a 312 on base and a 324 slugging, which was good for a 64 WRC plus. In 2018, he played 136 games and hit 238 with a 304 on base and a 395 slugging, which is good for an 80 WRC plus, which is 20% worse than league average. And in 2019, which was last year, obviously, he hit 251 with a 325 on base and a 422 slugging which was good for a 92 WRC+, plus, which was 8% better league average. Uh, his his on-base percentage has gone up. Uh, he had the highest on-base percentage of his career, the highest average of his career, and the highest slugging percentage of his career. So you could say he kind of broke out. Uh, 17 home runs, 10 stolen bases, a nice little power-speed combo, almost a 10% walk rate there. Uh, 23% K rate last year, and yet still his breakout was still 8% worse than league average. And so you can see why people are just not interested and you're looking at $20 a base auto. Maybe he breaks out a little bit more this year. He is um, entering his age 26 season, so it's not like he's overly old, but he hasn't shown anything to this point where you're expecting a huge, huge breakout. At the very most, maybe he becomes like a 105 WRC plus guy, 110, and people aren't paying money for that. So there you have the last five first overall picks from 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, and 2015. Adley Rushman, Casey Mize, Royce Lewis, Mickey Moniak, and Dansby Swanson. If there's anything I've learned is that people 
and hopefully you guys have learned from these this little exercise, is that people really like paying for first overall picks. They'll pay a significant amount for them. Even Casey Mize, you know, tons of people don't like investing in pitchers, and yet right out of the gate, we're looking at $70 sales for Casey Mize, even though people hate investing in pitching. And uh, pretty much across the board, obviously you got to kind of throw Adley Rushman out because he hasn't played this year yet, but his prices are down from when they started. And then everyone else across the board, prices are down. Uh from where you could originally get them. Now, some prices are up. You could have made money on Casey Mize. You could make some money on graded Royce Lewis. But for the most part, if you invested in like a Mickey Moniak or a Dansby Swanson, you lost money, and you lost a significant amount of money. So I guess what I'm trying to get across here, uh, and you guys can make formulate your own opinion from this, is that I'm beginning to think that investing in the first overall pick Investing in anybody right away is the is the poor choice. That much we are for sure clear on. Do not invest in anybody in like December. Doesn't matter who it is. Any pick, wait. Wait until December has come and gone and then start buying Bowman draft players. But the second thing we've learned is that it looks like, to me anyways, that there's just a lot more because there's so much hype for the number one pick and so much so many people wanting to get that card it looks like there's just a really big uh, potential for disappointment here unlike other picks you know if you buy Keston Hira the ninth pick in 2017 um, Royce Lewis goes number one Keston Hira goes uh, let's pull up the 2017 draft here Keston Hira went number nine um, if you would have pick, you know done that you could have paid what twenty bucks out of the gate for Kesson here. I'm I'm pulling this out of the, out of my butt here. I don't actually know if it's twenty dollars, thirty dollars, somewhere in there. But now Kesson here is our over a hundred. On the other end of the spectrum, Royce Lewis, you're looking at big sales and they haven't budged at all, except for like BGS nine fives. So really, what I'm trying to say here is, if you're looking to buy Bowman Chrome draft cards, maybe stick away from the first overall pick in the future. And if you happen to buy some boxes and rip some product, I would sell that first overall pick right away. Unless, and the only, and this is a, you know, the only way I see keeping a first round pick is if it's Adley Rutschman because he's so well thought of. So, hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Obviously, with the times and no sports on, it's tough to come up with subjects. So we're trying to come up with entertaining and informative subjects that are not necessarily overly important but kind of shed some light on the hobby which is what this is so thank you dk cards for giving me the idea i enjoyed looking at these prices and looking at the the last five years of first round picks um it was a good time for me i hope it was a good time for you guys and lastly if you haven't done so already and you want to see updates of uh, auctions ending every night of guys that Aaron and I like for basketball and baseball, go to slabstocks.com, sign up for the Slabstocks uh, eBay email. We send out a list of auctions ending every single night um, with their price points, uh, where they're at. It really saves you time not having to look up a certain guy, or maybe you go into the list, you see a certain guy, and you're like, ooh, 
you know, I don't always list, you know, if there's six O'Neill Cruz base autos, I'm not going to list all six. I'll list one, maybe two. And then if you're like, oh, I really want to see what else is ending, then you can be like, oh, O'Neill Cruz, type it into your, or you can just copy and paste the, you know, the writing and put it right into eBay and all the rest will pop up for you. So if you haven't done that, slabstocks.com, all you have to do is fill out your email and uh, we will get those emails into your inbox every single morning. So thank you all for listening to Dinging Corners today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and I will talk to you again next week.